Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 178 of the podcast, where we get personal finance, business, current event news every week. Before we get into the episode, make sure where you're listening, you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review the pod. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the notification bell as well so we can get into the podcast. It's been a quiet week in the markets, quiet week um, in general. I don't think there was too much going on. this week, it's about flat. If you look at the market over the past week, it's about flat. Um, nothing crazy as far as data, nothing crazy as far as earnings. Earnings are coming up in, in a few weeks. That'll be a, a, another tell for the market um, and more data and, and more Fed speak will come out later. So so that's why you're not seeing too much movement um, in the market. You're seeing still the same leaders of this year being mega cap tech, technology, growth, doing really well, almost 30% year to date. And the, the value, um, you know, the value blue chips doing okay, at least green um, and S&P, which heavily comprised of some of those mega cap is also doing fairly well up double digit percent this year. Um, and so that's the big, you know, thing in the market that really this theme is still mulling over Fed Sharon Paul's latest comments about the tightening cycle. So tightening the market, um, tightening the economy, meaning increasing the rate, increasing interest rates more after the pause we saw last month. And then potentially, you know, that will potentially make some smaller regional banks lend a lot less um, just because they'll need more capital on hand. So that's the big thing that's going on in the market this week. Um, and, and, much of it again is is stuff that we kind of know and it's been quiet so far this week. So so that's the big theme. Let's jump into current events and what's going on currently. I've been using this New York Times subscription that I have, so I'm gonna keep on using it. And there's some good articles in there. Some stuff, you know, interesting stuff. I think the first one I saw that was interesting was Costco is doing the same thing that Netflix has been doing, which is cracking down on membership sharing. I don't know any of you out there who have Costco wholesale memberships. Um, their model relies on you know subscriptions, membership system. They have strict monitoring and entrance and exits. I remember like years, many years ago, when I was a teenager, went there with my mom to Costco. They're like checking your receipt as you leave. It's like the whole, whole thing, whole thing. But um, I guess there was a well-known hack for relatives and, and friends um, for sharing memberships without paying the added fee. It was a self-checkout line. Some users found that they could borrow a member's card or a member's QR code from the app and avoid the identification requirements of the regular checkout lines because they were using a self-checkout line. But the workaround is coming to an end. The company said that it noticed that non-members or shoppers had been using other people's memberships, um, which is not good. They can't do it according to their policy. Um, so now they're going to ask to see their membership card with their photo at a self-service checkout registries. Um, they have to have a photo. They'll ask for an ID if they don't have a photo. So yeah, they're cracking down. Similar thing to what Netflix was doing with password sharing. They're cracking down. A lot of companies are trying to juice out that extra revenue um, in this time. So they're looking for ways to do that. And that makes sense. And Costco is finding a way to do that. Game shows. Do you remember game shows you used to watch when you had a day off of you know school when you were a kid? These things are still thriving. People are still watching game shows. And there was actually a change of host. I, I guess Ryan Seacrest is now going to be hosting Wheel of Fortune. 
But I, just, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because one, the Ryan Seacrest news, and two, these things are still thriving. Like they're in business decades, and the people are still watching them. Um, they're still doing strong in the polls. I thought that was just kind of crazy because you think that it would age out for the viewer base, but it's still people. Um, the largest demographic that still consumes traditional television, just all con- traditional television, traditional television is people 60 or older. And the median Wheel of Fortune viewer is the oldest age bracket that Nielsen tracks, 65 plus. The median, the median age ages of many higher rated entertainment shows in prime time in the most recent television, television show Survivor was 62, Abbott Elementary 60. So yeah, older people are not streaming as much as younger people. They're still watching um, you know, Wheel of Fortune, game shows. Um, and these things have been around for a while, um, since the 1950s, um, the 60s. So it's just interesting to see that boom still happening and a changing the guard as Ryan Seacrest um uh, is now gonna be hosting Wheel of Fortune, the dude's killer, done so many amazing things for his career. So interesting news. I thought it was interesting. Might just be that it's a slow, quiet week. Who knows? Other news, back to finance and banking. The Federal Reserve does a stress test to see how well capitalized banks are, meaning the bank takes your money um, and you put in a savings check, savings account. They're going to lend that out to someone, most of it, right? Like 90%. They have to keep 10% of the capital on hand due to new reg- regulations that were put in place to have banks be well capitalized in the event of run-on banks, meaning a lot of people at the same time asking for their funds out of the savings account. So- they do stress test, which was a regulatory test that was put into place after the 2008 financial crisis um, that wanted to see could banks re- can reveal, they wanted to reveal if banks can withstand a 40% drop in commercial real estate prices um, and all different scenarios. Um, so these largest banks, the 23 largest big banks, face these stress tests. Um, they also look at if there's a severe economic recession, 10% unemployment. Um, and large drop in home prices since they particularly lend um, a lot to homeowners. So long story short, the test actually came back decent for a lot of the big banks. They put, they look to be well capitalized um, and went, able to withstand these different scenarios that could potentially come about in the economy, in the markets, in different areas of the markets. The one thing that is you know of note here, these are the largest banks and they're supposed to be well capitalized. They're they're pretty much integral to our financial system, but some of the smaller and regional banks aren't as well capitalized and have those interest rates, interest rate risks we've seen um, as the Fed keeps increasing rates. They've some of them have struggled and and succumb under that rate risk pressure. So, interestingly enough, um, it's a good test. I think I don't know how often they do the stress test to be honest, but um, it's it's seemed to be well well uh, taken well by by investors after this re- most recent stress test. Travel. There's been some travel talk. I don't know where people are going this summer. Let me know where those destinations are for you. Um, but there's severe thor- th- storms ripping across. And, and even in New York here, the last five, the last week, there's pretty much been rain almost every day. I think this is the first day in the last week that we're not getting rain. Um, and so there's actually been having delays and canceled flights for people all across the country. Um, and it's hurting summer travel. So that's just something to watch out for. If you're traveling, um, make sure that you're well aware of what's going on in your area. All right, folks, summer, summer smash box office 
what are you going to see? I haven't seen a movie yet this summer, I don't think, as far as in theaters. And they're saying that, you know, the fade, the summer back box office smash is fading. There hasn't really been a smash this summer. I think Flash came out, which looked pretty good. I want to see that one potentially. But other than that, I haven't seen anything that's really been a potential blockbuster hit. Mario Bros. was actually a really good one um, that came out a little bit earlier. But The Flash, they said, tanked 72% in the second weekend, meaning people didn't have good things to say about the movie because there wasn't a lot more people coming to see it the next week. So there just really isn't much there. Um, I, I'm curious if there will be a movie. I got to look to see what's coming out, if there's going to be one that's a smash for us this year. Um, big news that I forgot to talk about last week. I don't know if I did. Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg, potential fight of the century. For those that don't know, Elon Musk tweeted, and he always seems to tweet um, in ingest and maybe take try to take it back later similar to how he even ended up owning twitter in the first place but someone tweeted about him fighting uh mark zuckerberg he responded he'll do it if he will zuckerberg said on his facebook story that he would do it just send him the location all in all they're looking to be seriously fighting two billionaires look to seriously be getting into a caged mixed martial arts mma match uh potentially brokered um by dana Dana White, who is the president of UFC, my money's on Zuckerberg, pure and simple. I think Elon Musk talks more about stuff that he just doesn't really want to do. Um, Zuckerberg's been training mixed martial arts for, I think, years now, honestly. I think um, he would just destroy Mark Zuckerberg, or Elon Musk. He's in better shape, younger, trained. He's really, I mean, it's the Revenge of the Nerds. They're coming back. The Revenge of the Nerds, they really want to show how tough they are despite having already billions of dollars and maybe before they even pass trillions um but yeah that's that's you know they're gauging up for them will it happen i don't know if it did it would be the most watched match in history i'm watching that pay-per-view for sure <laughs> pay-per-view for sure i don't know i don't know if they would really do it they seem serious as of now but you never know how these things fall through uh we'll, we'll actually see if they actually get into the ring um I would be tuned in without a doubt if that happens. Um, so we have that. So two things in the most recent, um, you know, roundtable I want to discuss sales and how people go about it. I think there could, there could be more of a educational way for us to learn from each other, um, pick things up from each other, share things with each other. Um, and I've done well in that area. And I think for me, I've I've kind of done a mix of really finding people that one, you can solve a problem with and they have, and you have to, when you're talking to someone, you have to challenge their motive for change. When I meet with someone, if they don't have a motive to change their status quo, I don't want to, I'm not trying to sell them on how great something is to try to, you know, make them change. If they already have a motive to change, they see that your solution is helpful for them. They're going to want to do that. Um, and so you want to challenge someone's motive to change. You don't want to meet people who have no desire to change from status quo because there's no opportunity to to help to buy services to help right um so i like to disqualify if someone's even worth you know me as a new street myself this firm that we've grown to over 450 households helping them right um so you want to to, to disqualify hard to see if they're working and i want to know what they have what what problems they have if you're trying to start a business service product whatever figure out what problems are out there, right? Like figure out what problems you're actually solving. 
figure out what problems you're solving for someone, what's out there. Um, and, and, and see if you can really, really get to the root, right? There's like, Hey, this is not working. Then why isn't it working? That's the root cause. And you want to get to that root cause. Um, and yeah, address, address elephants, in the room price, all these different things, address them. Don't shy away from them. Get an answer, address these elephants in the room. It'll make your life so, so much easier. So, so much easier. Someone that's selling a product, a service, um, and prospecting is a whole nother thing that we'll dive into later. So again, I think this is interesting for people that are selling a service side hustle. These same things don't work. They work for service selling as much way more than they do for product selling, which is again, a lot of more marketing, um, advertising versus sales, uh, B2C business to consumer where you're selling a service of some sort, which is where, um, a lot of people that have side hustles, if you have a skill in some certain area, you can certainly, certainly do so, whether it's consulting someone, um, helping in some way, advising, those are things you can sell. So those are things to think about um, in the roundtable this week. Also, ladies and gentlemen, no sports right now. It's a quiet time for sports, which is totally fine. Time to reflect. Enjoy this summer. It's been a fun 2023 first half so far. Do a reflection on the first half. It's halfway through. We're getting into July soon. How has the first half been for you? I'll tell you what. This has been a great 2023. Um, And just reflect on that while you go into the second half and and finish strong. I'm looking to increase some things as far as, especially physically, I'm enjoying um, pushing my my body to different limits. Um, So check in with me. Let me know how you're doing so far this year. Send a comment, send send a note, and we'll check in. But ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the safe 4th of July weekend with your family. We'll talk next week.